Welcome to the Swingers Club, a social gathering for various golfers hosted by Joe, Matt and Sam. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Swingers Club podcast. It's Sam here, uh, coming to you from a very remote Cambodian island called Karong Salong. Um, it's got some pretty nice white beaches and some tasty cocktails, which probably sounds like quite a nice holiday to a lot of you normal people out there. But I will say it's not got a golf course or a driving range, which pretty much makes it Matt Holbrook hell. Anyway, I've uh, tried to conference in with the lads and the sound quality isn't the greatest. Um, there was a bit of a storm going on over here at the time. So the sound quality for the first nine minutes isn't the best. After that is pretty much bang on. So if you can stick with that would be great. But if it is getting a bit too hard to hear, you can skip forward. Anyway, cheers. Enjoy the pod. And we are live. We are back. We are the Swingers Club Golf Podcast. It is episode five. I can't believe we're at episode five. Today, um, we have myself and Matt in the studio. And Sam is in Cambodia. What's it like over there, Sam? Currently, uh, tropical storming at the minute. I've never seen anything like it, to be fair. No. Was good. It was pure during the day, though, so I, I can't. If it's going to rain, it can rain now. Yeah, rain at night. That's what everyone wants, isn't it? Pure all day, rain all night. Perfect for the golf courses. Well, not many golf courses where I am at the minute. I'm on the, the most remote island ever. It's called Koh Rong Salong, I think it's called. I've definitely God, what the name? Honestly, <laughs> just, there, there's nothing on this island apart from me, my wife, and like a hostel. So, Sam, just to confirm, like, there's no golf courses over there at all? There is golf courses on like mainland Cambodia, but on this little tiny island that I'm on, there is no golf courses, no. Holbrook's ruling that out of any holiday destination <laughs> he's ever done on ever. I mean, what's the point? AKA Holbrook Hell. <laughs> um, right. So, Sam, there's a driving range though, right? <laughs> no, driving range. no driving range either, mate, I'm afraid. That country shouldn't even exist. You should see Holbrook's face now. He's so confused. I'm, I'm putting that island in room 101. <laughs> oh, so long in room 101. <laughs> right, boys, 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 boys. So just before we get into the one day of the uh, Players' Championship that we were lucky enough to see, um, I assume I'm getting a point for Adam Hadwin as he was leading when the tournament finished. You, you assume wrong. What absolutely do you mean I assume wrong? What do you mean absolutely not? Well, I'm going to check the result of the players and technically there was no result. So, No, 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 no. Because you know that Liverpool will be claiming the Premier League when that gets abolished. I, I tell you what I'm prepared to do, right? Just because it's you and your first player wasn't in the field, your second <laughs> player wasn't in the field, your first player missed, the third player missed the cut. Because this was like your fourth stab, what I'm prepared to do is I'll let you have the point now but if at the end of the season, when golf's starting to play again, and if this gets tight, then we're going to have to reassess this one point we give you for the players. But we could also put it to a Twitter vote or an Instagram vote and see what. No, I don't think so. I think I'll take that. I think I'll take that. Three one zero zero, and I'll no, hold no, them you, up. Well, I'll let the people decide. I think. No, 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 Matt softened it out there. Matt softened it out there. I'm taking didn't, it. Didn't about eighty percent of the public vote for you not to get a pick again. Yeah, I, I think people take sympathy with him anyway, personally, and just let him have the point. 
Yeah, I think they will as well. It's been it's been a public outcry for me to get the point already by one person. Yeah, apart from Pink Steven, plus four. <laughs> okay, fine. One person is um, not a public outcry. <laughs> um, I tell you what, though, massive, massive, massive elephant in the room. Should should it have been called off? Yeah, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, no. Look, for me, I think um, I think it was the right thing to do. It was. Uh, it, I think it was disappointing that they played the first round. I think that was the problem that people had with it. Was it was like, okay, we're going to play the first round, then we're going to play the rest of the tournament behind closed doors, then it's cancelled. And I think if it just went from like one to the other, because as an armchair fan of golf, you know, like we were still excited about sitting down and watching the watching the next three days of the um, of the tournament, but. You know, ultimately, these guys are experts. It's the right thing to do. Um, it's not ideal that we've got no golf because you've got, you know, people working in the industry now that rely on golf and you've got people like us doing a podcast every week to talk about golf and, you know, realistically, we're not going uh, to have loads to go on, but we're going to try and make it fun. We're going to try and make it still make it entertaining. Um, so, yeah, for me, the right thing to do um, and we'll see what happens now moving forward. To be honest, I was more gutted about the Masters. Yeah, I think so. I think I just think everything's just gone a little bit over the top. I don't actually think it was the right thing to do. I can't see any reason why they couldn't have played the rest of that tournament behind closed doors. I, I don't, I don't get. It. I mean, they've gone from one extreme to the other. First, they've got thousands of people in the crowd to absolutely bang nothing. Well, where was Phase Two? Why couldn't they play? You know, the golfers, they're, they're all fine, they're all fit. And let's be honest, they're not actually at any real risk, are they? They're not vulnerable. There's not many of them with underlying health issues in their 70s. Why could they not have played the rest of that tournament? Is it, is it, is it money? Is it because without the crowds, they're not going to reimburse the crowds? There's not, enough, there's not enough money to pay out? Is it sponsorship deals? I don't know. I can't see why they couldn't have played that one of those deals. I can't see why they couldn't have done that for the next, next six months if they had to. Yeah. What do you think, Sam? I personally, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I tend to agree with Joe. They might as well just—they might as well have just finished it under closed doors, um, just because everyone's already there. I think the logistics of the event. I think the problem problem going forward is getting that amount of traffic to these future courses and whatnot. Like canceling the Masters is like fair enough because the traffic that it brings to that one place. God knows what could happen spreading with the spreading the virus and etc. But I think if people are already there, it kind of negates the point a little bit. It kind of felt like they sort of caved a little bit to, to pressure. I mean, it's not as though it's not as though it's a sport where you know. I mean, you can understand like the basketballers and all that kind of stuff. You're in close contact with other players, aren't you, all the time? But yeah. golf is, you know, you barely touch one another, really, do you? We don't. I don't. <laughs> You haven't played golf for me for a while, <laughs> and and you, you can you can cancel, you can get rid of handshakes, and then it's safe again. I mean, there's no safer place to be out in the open air than the golf course, is there? Surely. Do you know, I think I think the issue is is not necessarily for the players themselves. I think it's more so for the spectators. Um, and like I said before, like I think people's health and safety comes first. And you know, personally, I'm not. I'm not worried about catching this. Like it's it's not something that, that concerns me if I actually contract it. But I then got four or five young kids at home, and I've you know, got a, an elderly grandmother that needs care, and 
and also and that's that's the part that's the worrying factor it's not necessarily about who you what what you're catching it's more so who you potentially can pass it on to yeah absolutely and, and that's that's everyone's concern mm. um but I, I i think therefore if you are an elderly vulnerable person and we all have most of us have them in their family i know matt you just said you do and i do as well it is down to them to stay somewhere safe not down to us and the usga and whoever else making those, those rules I, I don't know. We, we how to deal with the virus in general is far wider conversation for more intelligent people than us. Yeah. But um, I, I just think we've jumped the gun a little bit. Certainly with the players, I think tra- traveling would have made the made the decision for maybe the next few weeks anyway, yeah. and probably the Masters. But this was a bit a bit premature, in my opinion. Yeah. You've only got to look at someone like Wiesberger, who's gone back to Austria, for example. He, you know, he wanted to get back to look after his grandmother, who needs to get out and do some shopping and stuff. And you know, he he, he had to make that decision, and the US had that travel ban, and it meant that he knew when he was going back to Austria that he wasn't going to be able to get back into America for the Masters. So he was kind of, his hands were full sent, and he wasn't going to be the only one. So, um, you know, again, it's worth pointing out the Masters hasn't been cancelled, it's been postponed. We just don't know at this point, you know, as and when it's going to be played. Um, so that's interesting, the, uh, yeah, what what things are going to look like for the rest of this year. You know, obviously it's going to have a, a massive knock-on effect um, to the rest of the sport in Canada. Not just golf either, every, every sport's going to, going to suffer, apart from horse racing, they're just carrying on as normal, apparently. Yeah, well, they've never got now. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what, Sam, have you had anything you're due to play in be, be cancelled, mate? Well, to be fair, for me, I'm a little bit worried. Like, we, we weren't originally supposed to be here yet. We were going to be... It all really kicked off, like, pretty much a day a day after we kind of flew, really. Like, we were, yeah. we were meant to be in Vietnam at the minute, but literally, as we were in the air... Well... If we lost Sam, if we've lost Sam, Cambodia shut down. Just like that, just like that. Well, I think he was about to say something about the uh, yeah. obviously Sam. I don't know if he's still there or not, but um, yeah, Sam was just going to talk about the uh, obviously the Euro Pro Tour. So it's not, you know, it's not necessarily just the European Tour and the PGA Tour. You know, this has a knock-on no, effect. It does have a knock-on effect. Obviously, so a few of my mates today, one of them told me. Um, that he felt like a Living Trophy was going to be cancelled, which is a massive amateur event. There's another event due to start today at Rye, which is another national amateur event that's been cancelled. And again, I, I'm, I, I really think they're jumping the gun. I mean, there's going to be in this air, in in these areas, there's not that much at the moment. They're fit young guys who you don't have to shake hands if they don't want to go and play a bloody golf tournament. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, and you know, the, the amateur events, you know, that's that's fine to an to an extent because ultimately they're amateurs. But there's a lot of professionals out there at Sam's level, for example, that uh-huh. are trying to make a living. Totally. Right? So you've got the Euro Pro, you've got the Challenge Tour. I think is is affected as well. And you know, there are guys on the European Tour. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. There's there's players on the European Tour that are not you know higher world ranking or you know far up the rest of the buyer. Yes, and these guys are uh, you know are trying to make a living they, they're going to need to make a cut to you know have a tour card or not next year and um you know that that can be a big deal for some of these guys they just don't know you know let's say we lose six months of the year that can have a massive knock-on effect to people's livelihoods going forward so there is always that that's worth um that's worth uh, worth keeping in mind yeah. but unfortunately i think we've lost uh, we've lost our good friend from cambodia it was good to uh <laughs> 
It was good to, good of him to join, but you know he's been swallowed up by the Cambodians' thunderstorm. Yeah, even that is nicked to the uh, nicked to the main islands to find a driving range. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to say that you would do that. Maybe he hasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, we we don't want to just come on this podcast every week and talk about coronavirus, but we're obviously with not a lot going on in the world at the moment. It definitely needs mentioning. So. From from the Swingers Club to to anyone who is struggling, not just or certainly less because there's not enough golf on the telly to watch, or they're missing the Premier League, or whatever it is. We really do give wish you all our best and hope that you're staying healthy, hoping that your family and elderly loved ones are staying fit, and hoping that your businesses aren't suffering too much as well because it's not going to be a fun time at all. Um, the golf courses are open at the moment, which is good. I know uh, you know. On social media, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of golf courses across Europe are, are closing down as they're kind of going into lockdown. So at the moment, I'm looking out the window in Suffolk today, and it's lovely and sunny. So yeah. if you are able to get out, do it because the exercise is going to do the world of good. You feel better about yourself. You, mm-hmm. I plan to do a, a lot of self isolating this week, hopefully. Um, on the golf course. On the golf course, if I can. Um, so yeah, but you know, as far as the podcast is concerned, we're going to try and carry on going without oh, boring people going. about coronavirus and and do you know what just to get on another rant sorry to cut you off do you know why why are anyone closing golf courses why is anyone closing golf courses because close clubhouses if you have to close the clubhouses tell people not allowed in the bar again ban handshakes if you have to but there's no safer place to be than the middle of the bloody golf course yeah again i think it's um you know across across europe they're taking this they're taking a completely different stance to what we are in this country in the sense that they're on total lockdown out there, mm. uh, you know, like Italy, France, Spain now, um, you know, they're again. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not an expert on health, but their nope. their cases of coronavirus are rising just as quick as it did in Italy, and you can see the impact it's had yeah. over there. So, you know, I think it's. Uh, I that, think we're doing it right. You know, I think we're doing it. I right. I, I hope so. I I do hope so. Um, only time. Only time will tell. Yeah, true. Only time will tell. But in the meantime, the Swingers Club is here. Get in touch with us <laughs> if you. If you're feeling down, get in touch with the swingers. Um, so there's going to be less time for tour talk, less time for picks, but more time for Room 101. Boom. What are we putting in? Well, I've got a suge- multiple suggestions for the same thing. Pink graduated tees. You're talking pink castle tees? Pink castle tees. Where do you want me to start? Well, go on then, because I feel like it, it's a shame Sam isn't here for that. Because I want, I wonder if he's played with may, many players on the uh, Euro Pro Tour who use pink graduated castle tees. I doubt yes. I, I, I know a pro who uses them. Are you going to drop names? No, it's nah. not, not fair. He's a good player though. He yeah. is a good player. Yeah. Uh, I, I he will know who he is because I'm uh, pretty sure he's the only one who does. But he's a good player and he does use them. Um, I um. I can understand them personally. They're not for me. Like I understand people like the consistency of the height, mm-hmm. um, but I, without sounding like a golf snob, the better you become. I think you want to tee the ball down. You want to tee the ball up, depending on what sort of shot you want to yeah. hit. Um, and you, obviously, you can't do that with a pink castle tee. Yeah, but if you buy pink and yellow and white and blue, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. No, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not having it. Um, I also they look they look trashy when they're left on the golf course all the time. Like you see them all over the place. And... Yeah. So so yeah uh, yeah. There's there's two two points. It's not just they look trashy. I would not throw them in room one hundred and one purely because I think they can be helpful for beginner golfers. Uh, I I think they sell well, which helps pro shops. 
I I also think that mm, I've lost my. They, they they help pro shops, but surely if you're buying wooden tees, they're going to break more, mm. which means people are going to buy them. Yeah, more. I know. But these these customers are making these, these customers these, these um, manufacturers are making these plastic tees worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So customers are still buying break. those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other thing they, they do, they're very smart, break. right? So you know the, uh, the the tiny ones that you use on par threes, mm-hmm. little, and they're green. So as soon as you hit them, they go in the grass. You can't find them. Right. Very smart. Very smart, Very exactly. Smart, um, they are making them more and more brittle all the time, so they're breaking far more frequently. So, that again, that's obviously to sell more, isn't it? Obviously. I've gone over to the bamboo tees. Yes, you have. Better for the environment. Better for the environment. And it is an environmental thing, so this is the reason why I am still... Because I wasn't going to throw them in 101 because I thought it helped for new golfers, um, pro shop profits, etc., etc. But I probably will because... A, the environment. I'm not a massive environmentalist. I'll throw that out there. You're a mentalist. Mentalist, but not an environmentalist. Um, but also, apparently they're a nightmare for greenkeepers and mowers. What, gets, the plastic ones? Yeah. Yeah. Get stuck in, they get stuck in their um, blunt blades, etc., etc. Yep. So that's a, a, obviously a very good reason to throw them in room 101. Uh-huh. Um, so, so are we throwing them in room 101, basically? I'm, I'm, I'm throwing them in. I'm throwing them in room 101. Um, like, especially like, don't get a shoelace and tie them together. Oh no, that's shocking. Yeah, don't. Yeah, no one do that. That is absolutely that's a hideous thing to do. Or put a weight on the end of them to stop them from flying oh. away. Um, so we're both chucking pink graduated wooden tees in room 101, but for good reason. Um, so it actually didn't matter that our Cambodian friend is um, lost in the thunderstorm because he would have been outvoted even if he wanted to keep them. Yes, I think. Deep down, my gut tells me that he would have put him in room 101. Anyway. I think you're probably right. Yeah. So they're, they're gone. Pink castle tees are Pink no castle tees are gone. And by the way... It, this does go for white, yellow, blue, red castle tees. Yeah. So it's not just the pink ones. I, so I would have a... potentially kept pink and orange. But the yellow, yellow castle tees, what club are they for? In the modern game, uh, what what I, is the I purpose know. of a I yellow know. castle tee? Like what? I, I know what. I, I know what they're for. What? I know what they're for. They're for like nine woods and eleven woods. Nine woods and eleven woods. Yeah, you know you get. Like, I don't. I don't want to be the person to say like everyone knows that one senior that's got like woods throughout. Like like they're twelve woods and that's that's what they need them for. I mean. <laughs> you can get like full sets of hybrid now. Yeah, exactly, what's yeah. what anyone carrying a nine wood or an eleven wood oh, for? Know. Just walk up and down the driving range next 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 time at the range. Just walk up and down and see if you can spot any nine or eleven woods or anything like that. I'm sure they're out there. Oh dear, absolutely sure out there. Oh dear, we got anything else for what I want today? Um, there is one that's coming from uh, Twitter. I'll be honest, I can't remember who sent it in now, um, but there was. Um, it was something along the lines of uh, golf pros, assistant golf pros that get labelled as Mars bar sellers. Um, mm-hmm. And it's one that actually I thought would be good given Joe. Yeah. You are a Mars bar seller, in theory, <laughs> as far as some people are concerned. But it's actually, it's, it's a term that I, I absolutely, I, I hate the term because, um, you know, I think that we should have more respect for our, for our pros than to call them Mars bar sellers. You know, mm. they're not, they don't stand in that shop from eight in the morning until five in the afternoon just selling Mars bars. Yeah, so it's not a tag or a label that I've ever been particularly offended by, but I'm not a particularly easily offended chap, I suppose. Uh, I, I I know I know of it. I mean, maybe it's a little bit different for me because I might spend a total of about 
five to ten hours a week in a shop whereas like you say some guys are doing 50 60 hours in a shop um the majority of my life is spent out on the range coaching so i maybe i don't really get that label as much but i, I think there's two things i think first of all the those guys that are in the shop a lot maybe need to stop the label themselves by being a little bit more dynamic because some of them do bless them i'm not i'm not going to mention any names and these are these are great guys but frankly they are give us one name come on. <laughs> there's uh, no come way on. i could do that but frankly there are a lot of guys who just look like they're selling bloody mars bars all the time um and not doing a lot else for the trade frankly so <laughs> i have a this was you, you you kind of this one cropped up and i i haven't actually decided whether it should go room one or one i not believe it or not i Go on, you. I, I'm putting look, the term Miles Bar salesman. Salesman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm putting it into room one hundred and one. Okay. I think you sell Miles Bars. You sell pink castle tees. You sell Powerade. <laughs> but you're just selling a load of crap. You're not doing a lot of other good, there, are you? What about what about the, the stuff that the consumer really needs? What about what about customers fitting? What about yeah, exactly. what about glass balls? That, yeah, I think it, I'm not going to throw it in room 101 because I think some of these Mars bar sellers need incentivising to make themselves a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe upsell. <laughs> upsell to, to a, like a Mars, Mars bar and a duo. Kit Kat. <laughs> duo. Mars duo. Um, now we need our Cambodian friend back. He's going to have to make a decision on the next podcast of whether the, the term Mars bar salesman goes yeah. into room 101. I think it should. We'll definitely come back to that. Okay, so that one's in the balance. Have we got time for one more room 101 uh, this week? We can do one more. I'm sure we've always, always so, got time. So I tell you, I tell you a really interesting one. Which again, we this is the second uh, suggestion from Chris Ellison. He came up with a couple of really absolute belters, and I think we did one of his about two weeks ago. He also wants the debate about the ball going too far. Oh yeah. To go into room 101. Yeah. Do you want to start on this while I calm down? Yeah, if you want. Oh, God, I'm, I'm now worried. Angry Holbrook's back. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm going to say the wrong thing and he's going to disagree with me. The debate about the ball going too far, um, I am almost... So it's the debate. Yeah, okay? the debate. I'm almost certainly throwing it in to room 101, especially when I was doing anything about it, because I think the debate, the, uh, debate is far too much driven towards equipment mm-hmm. when... I don't think the players get enough credit for how good they are. And I've said this before on my YouTube channel as well when someone else asked me. I think I think that saying drivers have become so good, balls have become so good, is is actually disrespectful to chaps like Dustin Johnson and Brooks Koepka who have made themselves the most unbelievable athletes and trained themselves so hard to be able to hit the ball so far. Not only that, they're more intelligent than the golfers of years gone by, and I only mean that because of evolution, not because they're pound for pound more intelligent. But they're more intelligent because they now understand that distance is king when it comes to being being a tour pro and, and being one of the best tour pros in the world. So that knowledge combined with, again, the intelligence to know how to train and how to become the physical specimens they are, make the ball go so far not a good driver. Yeah. I think it's not it's not just the, the the fitness work. I mean, obviously, you look at the mould of the the top players now. They're all fit guys. They all go to the gym. They all mm-hmm. work out a lot more than what they did, say, 20 years ago. Yes. Um, but also, the other thing that, that golf has had is we've had this advancement in technology. And that's not just the way the club is built, what's inside the club. But we're also talking about things like Trackman, like, yes. um, you know, GC quads and stuff like that. They've given us so much more information. Yes. And information is knowledge. And... 
you know, again, like, I, I, I don't know how long Trackman has been around for. About um, 10 years. About 10 years. So, you know, in the last 10 years, we've started to look at things like, you know, launch angles and mm-hmm. half, you know, and, and all this sort of stuff that you're getting from these, um, these really good launch monitors. Yeah, that's a great point. Are making it easier for the guys to fine tune. Yes. Um, you know, and, and we keep going through these different, um, I would say fads, if you like, in golf clubs. You know, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, we all, we all wanted a loft up and we wanted as much loft from our drivers as possible because you launch the ball further, higher and it goes further. And, you know, with, with what's available to us, that's, that's what people are doing now. They're using what's available to us. Um, do I believe that if you took away launch monitors... The guys these days would be hitting the ball further than what they were 20 years ago. Yeah, of course they are because they're going to the gym, they're working out. But they're realising that swing speed is important. Mm-hmm. They're realising that, you know, their attack angles are important. They're also realising that maybe shafts are a lot more important than what they might have realised 20 years ago. And that's evolution, you know. All sport goes through that. Yes, you know, 100%. Footballs are lighter than what they used to be, um, you know. Pitches are better. Yeah, exactly. You know, fo- football boots are, are, are more lighter because it makes people run faster. And, you know, ev- show me a sport that hasn't gone through some kind of evolutional change. I've got one. Oh, come on. No, no, no. Well, no, I haven't got a sport that hasn't gone through evolution change. It's gone through absolutely massive evolutional change. But one aspect of one sport. So, you're absolutely right. Golfers are getting better all the time. And yes. there's no way that even Jack Nicholas at his best would be as good as even even say Roy McIlroy yeah. because he just the knowledge wasn't there that Roy uh-huh. has and Roy has that advantage. There's no way that Pele would be better than Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi right. because they are they're just advancements in you yes. know, human beings. Like, you know, the Cruyff term wasn't even invented when Pele was playing, yet pe- people do it for fun yes. now. And like shit footballers do it all the time. Uh-huh. Um so evolution is there. But in cricket, right? Fast bowling uh-huh. Is not as fast as it was even in the eighties. No, okay. So cricket's gone through a different evolution. Yeah. In the sense that in the eighties you could sit and watch a five-day test match, mm-hmm. no problems at all. Nowadays, and I know you've got some hardcore cricket fans that will still tell you that test match cricket is the pinnacle. Yes. But you go to the younger generation and they want one-day internationals. They want T20s. They want um, what's the, there's even another one a super hundred. Or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the evolution that they're going through. Well, I think and batting again, is... I'm sure and yeah, exactly, that's what I was about to say. Batting, like you look at the the, the good batsman, Chris Gowd is a good example yeah. of right? someone who's an absolute beast of a man. Yeah. And I'm sure that he would have absolutely cleaned up in the eighties because of how far and how high he can hit the ball. Again, you know, he's gone and he's worked out uh, you know, he's worked out himself and mm-hmm. he's he's got a you know, he's he's a big guy, he's a fit guy. And they're just able to hit the ball harder and faster and further now. And I'm... Yeah, I just, I just, that's just a personal one for me. I've just never been able to explain how golfers all hit it further, footballers are all faster and better. Like you saying, bolts faster than the fastest man fifty years ago, and in fifty years' time there'll be someone faster mm-hmm. than Usain Bolt. But uh, why the the fastest uh, cricket bowl, if you like, of all time is still in two thousand and three, and I think there's one from like the seventies which is still in the top five. Mm. Which I think is absolutely amazing, but we digress slightly yeah, there. No, no. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, to the to the cricket club. <laughs> the cricket um, club podcast. No, no, I think I think it's a good point, but you will always find like in terms of the, 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 the physical you know, you can't you can't bulk yourself up to become a faster bowler. Right, because you're gonna get bigger, you're gonna get heavier, which means in theory you're probably gonna run a little bit. Look at Usain Bolt, right? Yes, he's mm. he's toned, but he's not a big guy in terms of 
his physical presence like a Chris Gow. Cool, I don't know. I wouldn't want to have a fight. No, I wouldn't want to have a fight with him. But what I'm saying is, I you take somebody of the mould of Chris Gow, and he's maybe not going to be able to run as fast as somebody of the mould of Usain Bolt. So yeah. I agree. I, I actually, I don't know too much about cricket, right? So it's probably I don't know. You probably not my argument. But for your Jeff Boycott, for yeah. a while there. But I would say that you know the bats, the way the bats are made, might be slightly different now as yeah. well. You know the way the pads are made. I'm sure they're slightly different, which means the the the, the batsmen are able to run faster between wickets. And I'm sure, as a as an outsider looking into the sport, I'm sure that there has been other ways that that sport has evolved. You know, even you know, super slow most uh, the the snickometer thing for if the batsmen have actually hit the ball or not. Yeah. That's how that sport's evolved. Totally. Um, um, right, so after the biggest digression of yes. all time, um, the debate for the ball going too far. Oh yeah, sorry, so the debate for the ball going too <laughs> far. I'm pretty sure that's how that started. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in because so, so what if they're hitting the ball further? Yeah. You know, it, they're, they're going with what, what they've got. Um, and I, I, I almost think, what's, what's the point? You know, 100%. And, and we have seen in the last two tournaments that you know, it's not necessarily about how far people are hitting the ball. Not obviously not the players, but we had the um, Arnold Palmer and we had the was it the Honda Classic, where there was low scores. You know, it wasn't about people just absolutely smashing the ball as far as they can. Um, so no, that's that's a myth. People need to get over it, and move on. See you later, room one hundred and one. Yeah, that's definitely going in room one hundred and one. And if you want to stop them hitting it so far, just grow the rough up, make the golf courses tighter, make the golf course higher so they can't hit their drivers yes. as much. But apart from that, had a discussion for a later date. Take all bunkers away from golf courses and replace it with water hazards. Okay, interesting. Definitely we'll come a back discussion for another day. We'll come back to that one. Um, okay, so that'll be that'll be another topic whilst we can't talk about anything apart from coronavirus. Yeah. Brilliant. On that note. On that note, that's the end of episode five from the Swingers Club. Uh, next week, hopefully the Cambodian thunderstorm won't have wiped out the Wi-Fi and we can have our mate back. Um, um, but if not... He'll be back the week after that if he is allowed to fly back. Yes. Which is a worry. Can you imagine being stranded somewhere with no driving range or golf course? Imagine Cambodia having him stuck there. No, not for me. No offense. (laughs) See you later, guys. Thanks for listening.